Hello, my friends. Skip here again for the next episode of Finding Meaning. I greet you with a uh, warm and hopefully gracious hello. Uh, we are in the midst of at least a five-part series uh, of podcasts. The first three are about what it means to be caught in dualism or the false reality or the matrix, if you want to use that term, uh, I will be using that term because I do believe that we have created our own simulation, false reality we live out of. Uh, I have already done one on what it means to live in a non-dual world. I'll do one more. And if I think I left anything out, there might be a sixth one. I don't want to drone on always about the same thing. Uh, but really, to be honest with you, uh, this podcast, all of it, uh, all hundred and whatever, 80 episodes I have done, and however many more I will do, and I have no plans on stopping, are really about this essential issue that we have learned to live in dualism. Uh, that is, we have learned to define ourselves in opposition against other people, places, and things. And because of that, we have not learned how to find our authentic self. So, dualism, living out of that dualistic nature, is the false reality. Living to whatever degree we can out of non-dualism is freedom from that matrix, from that false reality. Oh, my dog is probably going to bark like a madman here in about two seconds because the mailman just showed up. My dog Chance lives in dualism. He hates the mailman with a passion. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, woe be to the mailman of the world if they walk into our house. Now he's going to settle down and lay back down. Sorry about that. Uh Use that as, as an example of that I just live a normal life. Um, so, uh, aside from the dog barking, uh, my point is that uh, to be free of what I call the false reality, uh, we have to first understand what that is. It's dualistic thinking. It's religion it's economics, it's education, it's politics that are based in dualistic thinking, based in have and have nots, based in uh, some people are more important than others, based in, uh, you know, my political party's right, yours is wrong. That's all false thinking. It's not who we truly are. It's what we have learned to be. And so I want to talk about how we live out of who we truly are. And if some of this sounds like the prior podcast, there's a reason. <clears throat> it's important. <laughs> uh, once we understand that we are living out of this vipercated reality, this, this reality of us and themness, and we want something better, once we realize that that reality, that dualistic reality, has not solved any of the problems of this world. We begin to want something better, and it calls us to 
live out of a non-dualistic way of being. And as I said in my prior podcast, talking about defining non-dualism is very difficult, partly because I don't just live there. <laughs> I have been there. I'm, you know, Every day I hope I touch some part of non-duality, but I'm still very much a part of a dualistic world. So are you. We still have that programming and training in us that says that dualism is right, that says that my religion's better, my political party's better, my economic situation's better, whatever. And so it becomes hard to articulate uh, a paradigm that not many people have been to and hardly anyone lives out of. But I'm going to try. Because if I can name dualism... I can name dualistic thinking as the matrix, as the false reality, then surely I can say something about non-dualism, which I believe to be freedom from the false reality. So, uh, as I have said, non-dualistic thinking is thinking beyond the terms of right and wrong, us and them, good and bad. Uh, it's thinking above and beyond tribalism. It's thinking above and beyond one's own nationalism, one's own religious uh, affiliations. Uh, It is living in a sense of not just uh, diversity or tolerance of others, but a breaking down of seeing any difference between people. And that is very difficult for people because it is often in the differences that we identify who we are. I have met many a social justice warrior fighting for the right causes of the downtrodden who identify so heavily with who they are that they have let their opposition define who they are. Let me say that again, that what we stand against defines who we are in a dualistic world. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't be against the injustices of the world. Racism, bad. Poverty, bad. Hatred, bad, right? We got that. Uh, That should not even be a question or an argument. Uh, Non-dualism has nothing to do with, with sort of that idea of dismissing good and bad. Bad is bad. Right. If someone is hungry today, if someone is is uh, feeling uh, excluded today, and there are millions of people feeling these things, then we have to do something about it. Right. However, <laughs> everything we have attempted to do falls short. We keep putting band aids on these issues by trying to fix them within the dualistic reality. So years ago, let me give you an example. Years ago, uh, when my children were little, there was, and there may still be, but I remember when it really first started, this idea of character counts. That in schools, uh, positive reinforcement was used. People, they had posters up. People were um, trying to give kids a positive reinforcement for positive behavior, which is good. That that if you're honest and trustworthy and, and you don't bully, that that's better than doing those things. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, however, it really 
at the most has put a band-aid on it. Uh, I'm still raising kids, one in high school, one in middle school, junior high. And they still see people bullied. They still deal with that themselves. They, they, they know about school shootings. And I'm not placing the blame on anyone about school shootings. What I'm saying is that school shooting is a symptom of an unresolved issue in our society. And although we try all these things to resolve it, the reason we don't resolve something like school shootings is because we never get down to the meta issue. We always deal with it within the context of duality. Uh, there is no doubt school shootings are wrong. But there also is no doubt that there's more of them now than ever before. <laughs> and so we have to stop and ask ourselves, why isn't the things, why aren't the things working that we employ to help our society? And the reason is, what we employ is just another form of dualism. It isn't until we get past dualistic perceptions that we can begin, and I truly believe this, call me naive if you want, but we will not fix anything in this world until at least many, many, many people, millions of people, let me say it that way, can think outside of dualism. Until our leaders, our political leaders, our, our businesses, our religions, if you will, can think beyond their own self-importance. Now, you may be shaking your head. I know. <laughs> I do not look for that to happen in my lifetime. I'm 56 years old. Uh, if I've got 25 or 30 years left, I don't believe we're going to solve these issues. Because uh, to have entire entities of, of people, to have entire systems of people think beyond the dualistic notion of the world, uh, <laughs> That's a tall order, to say the least. However, if I can share with you this opinion, this idea, and you grasp it, then it changes the world a little bit. And if you grasp it and then share it in kindness or with a friend or try to live it out, then we have changed at least a little bit. So in many ways, these podcasts are me trying to do my part uh, out of a sense of gratitude for where I'm at in life. Uh, so non-dualistic thinking is that thinking that we are beyond tribalism. We are beyond my side's better. We are uh, beyond uh, our own, even our own opinion, folks. And that's really a struggle. We're to the place of objectivity. In non-dualistic thinking, you are an objective being. As the great religions will say, you are the I am. You are the you are the objective thinker. You are outside of the sort of melee and mayhem of the way the world works. And you're able to see the bigger picture. In his book, The Universal Christ, Richard Rohr, one of my favorite writers, says that a mystic is a person that is able to see the whole picture. I believe that what that means is someone who has at least understood non-dualism, is able to see 
beyond right or wrong, beyond punitive punishment and reward. That we're able to see that none of us are free, as Dr. King said, and I I know I use that quote a lot, but I'm going to use it again because it was a moment of non-dualistic thinking. When Martin Luther King said, none of us are free, the oppressed or the oppressor, until we're all free. That's an example of non-dualistic thinking. Uh, When Paul, uh, St. Paul, uh, the writer of the New Testament, at least the letters of the New Testament, writes in 1 Corinthians that love does not hold grudges, it does not get angry, it is patient and kind. He is speaking from a degree of non-dualistic thinking. Because when we read that chapter out of 1 Corinthians, we, we scratch our head and go, yeah, love, yeah, right, love is patient and kind. It doesn't get, in, it's not envious or boastful. And, and our human minds take over. Folks, he is speaking from a non-dualistic vantage point. When Jesus says from the, the place of his death, forgive them, they know not what they do, he is speaking as a non-dualistic entity. And I believe that we can look back through history and we can see the great mystics, the great religious thinkers uh, who, who speak out of this non-dualistic thinking. When someone like Mother Teresa says that I see Christ in the poor, regardless of their religion, regardless of their affiliation, she is speaking as a non-dualistic thinker. When Gandhi says if Christians would just live their ethics, the whole world would be Christian, if Christians would just live out of a sense of love for every person, Gandhi is speaking from a non-dualistic point of view. And I am convinced that that non-dualism is authentically who we are. It is Finding meaning is not a hard concept, but it takes a lot of work to make the transition. So let me just end with the most succinct way I can articulate what I'm talking about. We're at about 14 and a half minutes. Give me just another couple minutes. To live out of that idea that we have to compare ourselves to others in order to find our identity is a dualistic notion and thus it is false. To think that our political party, our way of being a nation, our color of our skin, whatever it is, makes us better and or worse than others, (laughs) don't forget that, is a dualistic way of thinking. And what comes from that dualism is shame and guilt, victimization, um, oppression, uh, you name it. Everything bad that we are as humans comes from dualistic, false self, what I call the matrix, the false reality, that way of thinking. To be free from, to be free from, there's the mountain again. He's going to come to the door, which will upset my dog greatly. 
Um, I'm going to keep going, folks. We're at 16 minutes. I'm not going to redo this. Forgive my dog barking. I'll go to the bedroom. Uh, To live out of uh, the us and them, to live out of winners and losers, to live out of my tribe is better than your tribe, or I'm better than you, or I'm worse than you, which is where shame and guilt and low self-worth come from, that's all dualistic, false reality thinking. To be free from that, we have to practice kindness and love and generosity for all people. We have to challenge those notions, those preconceived notions of ourselves that say that we need to be better than someone else. And so, dualism, false, non-dualism, authentic. Dualism, unauthentic, non-dualism, truth. That when Jesus speaks of universal love, he is speaking from a non-dualistic, authentic place. Our goal spiritually is to put in place practices of love, of kindness, of loving ourselves, loving others, of questioning our motives, of questioning our agenda, of questioning that idea of right or wrong, so that we can begin to perceive the world through non-dualistic eyes. So there you have it. I don't think I need to do another podcast on this topic. Uh, As far as I know, uh, that about covers it. That if we live out of a sense of competition, out of a sense of low self-worth, out of a sense of uh, over-self-worth or egotistical thinking, that's dualistic. That's what we've learned. To be free of those things is to know yourself, is to be yourself. There you have it, my friends. I hope this makes sense. I do apologize for my dog, um, but, uh, but I do thank you for your time. We'll talk to you later. Peace.